This is Pete Jones, and you are listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. Well, I finally did it. I managed to get my first online game, thanks to Cody for arranging that. I had a game with uh, Spike Pitt, Colin Green, his brother, Darren, Arfed, TJ, and Rex Swanson. Done the Barrow Maze. And uh, using Roll20 and uh, Hangouts for the video and audio chat. And uh, having done uh, got my first session under my belt, I can highly recommend, if you haven't done it already, get some online gaming in. It's, uh, it's not so fearful as you may think. So, if you haven't already heard, Free League, the publishers behind the Year Zero engine games like Coriolis, Forbidden Lands, Mutant Year Zero, are bringing out an Aliens role-playing game later this summer. So I thought I would uh, talk about this game and some alternatives for playing in the Aliens universe. And warning, this episode is going to contain a liberal sprinkling of quotes from the Aliens films. So, we're on the express elevator to hell, going down. First off, I want to talk about my love affair with Alien and Aliens. I originally saw the, uh, the first Alien film back in 1979 with my mum. I was about 15 years of age, my mum desperately wanted to see the film. My dad doesn't like horror films, so I wouldn't go with her, so she took me with her. And I was blown away with this film, horror in space, it was like nothing I'd seen before. The 1979 film Alien was followed in 1986 by Aliens. Although the core beast was the same, this was a completely different film. This wasn't a space horror, this was Vietnam in space, and is still to this day one of my favourite all-time films. So there have been some games based on the Aliens franchise. The first was 1989's Aliens game. And this was by Leading Edge Games, and it was in a small box and contained scenes from the film. It was a, a D10 board game, and there was cards for each of the characters, and it did scenes from the film. And it's a cracking little game, very hard to find. Yes, I do have a copy of it, and uh, there was an expansion in 1990 that was brought out, which brought additional scenarios up, um, things like the reactor room. They also um, had a range of 28mm figures to go with the game, uh, Leading Edge, and uh, I've got a number of those. They had Marines from the film and the aliens themselves, and these tend to go for silly men on eBay, and I paid uh, what I thought was a high price for them sort of 10-15 years ago, but now they're even worse. As we go to films, there were a number of films. Uh, I've owned them on VHS, DVD, and now Blu-ray, and even though uh, some of the films... Uh, like the third film aren't as good as some of the others. I just love the whole franchise. I've also got a number of the uh, Dark Horse Alien comics and they did uh, mashups with, well, there was the original Alien comics, uh, there was Aliens on Different Worlds, there was, uh, there was comics where the aliens are brought to Earth and uh, there was tie-ups with uh, the Predator series which later became a film. There was also another book worth getting uh, around the aliens called uh, Aliens, the Colonial Marine Technical Manual, uh, published by Harper Prism. It's out of print, and it, again, it, it goes for silly money on um, places like eBay. Uh, but it was a good book with all the weapons. Um, it's, it's just like a, 
it's like a Haynes manual if you if you're from the UK or not one of those is it's uh, like a, a, a manual of all the equipment you can get how it breaks down um, all the weapons uh, all the kits the colonial marines can have a, a really good um, source of information there's uh, also been a card game literally encounters alien deck building game and in that game uh, you um, play play marines and basically uh, get wiped out nearly every time by the aliens but it's it's a, it's a fun game and, and it's another one that uh, I own and uh, something else I just want to mention before we move on to the first game is back in 2002 when I used to run the old uh, free war games rules uh, website I wrote a, a set of rules for that called Just Another Bug Hunt. Those rules were based on a tabletop game with, um, with figures. And uh, although my website's long since gone, you can find uh, a copy of those uh, rules on the Board Game Geek website if you're interested in having a look at them. And one more game that I'll talk about uh, just before we uh, go on to the first a review is Alien vs Predator. Uh, this was a game released in 2015 by Produs. It was a, a massive Kickstarter. Unfortunately, five years down the line, some people have still not received all their stuff uh, from this Kickstarter. I didn't back it either. I had a bad feeling about this, as, the, as they would say in the movies at, at the time. I did buy a copy of the game when it came out to general release, and I actually bought my game um, before other people got their kickstarters. Produs have now lost their licenses for Aliens I think due to the bad press about it. So that's a bit of the background of my love for Aliens so uh, let's go on to the first review. So we're in the pipe 5x5. Five five. I'm going to talk about Alien, the role-playing game by Free League, Free League which is on pre-order at the moment and it's due for release in the later half of 2019, as I recall this. The backers have received the Alien Cinematic Starter Kit, which is a cut-down version of the rules with uh, lots of art. Um, and in this, it gives a, a theme from the start, space is vast, dark, and not your friend. So, uh, in this game, uh, you're playing Life of the Frontier, and it's a game of horror, science fiction, action, and a game of wonder. It includes space artifacts, and I think they're trying to push it more just from the straight-up uh, bug hunt to um, exploring worlds and tapping into a few uh, other games of that ilk. In the uh, cinematic starter kit, there's two modes of play. Cinematic, which is your one-shots, your single sessions, and campaign play. The game uses the uh, Free League's Year Zero engine. That's, so it's a D6. You can use normal D6, but of course they're going to have special uh, six-sided dice, which are numbered one to five, and then on the uh, the sixth pip there is like a, a crosshairs or a plus sign, and there's also a set of stress dice, which are, as well as have um, the plus sign on the sixth side, on the one side they have a picture of a face hugger. So characters are defined by their career. Their four attributes, which are strength, agility, wits, and empathy. Their talents, the skills, of which there are 12, three for each attribute. Each character has a health and a stress. The dice roll system in uh, Alien is a dice pull system. 
And basically you get a number of dice equal to your attributes, any skills and talents, and you roll your dice. And you're looking for sixes as a success. What you can also do, you can pick up any dice that didn't roll your six and push the dice roll and try and go for a better result. However, every time you push a result, your stress increases by one. There are other ways for your stress to increase. If you use a burst of water fire, you suffer any damage, you go without sleep, scientists fail to analyse something, one of your crewmates attacks you, or a person you know is revealed as an android. And for each stress you have, you add a stress dice to your roll. The downside of using stress dice is that if you roll a one, the one with a face hugger on it, you can't push your roll and you make a panic test. And the panic test will give you things that happen to you which make your life worse. So stress increases the number of dice you roll, making it more likely that you're going to pass the uh, test, but also is more likely you're going to panic or increase your stress. Stress and panic is obviously a, a core feature of the films and I think uh, is modelled uh, in a way that uh, makes a difference to your character. Interestingly enough, there are no xenomorphs in the cinematic uh, starter set. They have neomorphs, which are similar creatures, the iris, grey, white, uh, translucent creatures, um, but they don't have acid for blood. And I suppose it's to keep people uh, hooked in to have a look at the, uh, the main game when it comes out later this year. Overall, I think um, they've done a cracking job of Aliens, so uh, let's see what uh, other uh, games are out there that we can look at. Marines, we are leaving. Next game I'm going to look at is Mothership by Tuesday Night Games. This is a small indie game which comes in at a little pocket digest size. Um, it's 44 pages and uh, deservedly it's had a lot of it, um, notice for some great design. So Mothership is a sci-fi horror, uh, horror game. And it's ideal for playing aliens and also games like Event Horizon and Nether Space Horror. It uses a D100 system which is roll under and if you roll a double when you're making any of your rolls if it's under your stat that you're rolling it's a critical success and if it's double over your stat it's a critical fail. This has got a very unique character sheet and you can design a character just from the character sheet without any of the notes as the whole character sheet is designed as a flowchart and it really is so clever it's uh, worth picking up just to see that. So the first thing you do is you pick one of your four classes which is a teamster, a scientist, an android or marine. Whichever class you pick you tick the appropriate column and that gives you your starting save values which are usually in a range of about 25 to 35. These starting save values are added to your attributes and your attributes are gained by rolling 6d10. You also, depending on your class, you uh, get some skills and there are some predefined skills and then you get some points for buying more skills. If you're unskilled in something, you just roll your stat and roll under. However, if you, if you have a trained skill, it adds 10% to your base stat. If you're expert, it adds 15% and master adds 20%, giving you more chance of doing something. To get a master at something, you must up you must have the trained and expert versions of it as well to get you um, up there. there also, there's also stress and panic built into the game and it's dif different for each class and each class handles stress and panic differently. 
Then once you've done that you pick a loadout and then you roll for a random trinket or patch which doesn't add anything mechanically to the game but it gives you something that uh, you can hook onto for your role playing of that character. And finally you have stress, health and credits. The D system besides the skill system of 10, plus 10 to 20 percent has an advantage and disadvantage system where you roll your d100s twice and depending on whether it's an advantage or disadvantage you take the best results or take the worst results. With the pose checks if you're rolling against another character it's a roll under system you both both have to roll under your stat however the highest of the two rolls wins. There are four types of save in the game sanity, fear, body and armour. And if you fail those rolls, you gain, you gain D10 stress. If you make a critical fail, that is double, then you must make a panic check. And panic checks make means more bad shit happens to you. This is a, a game of spiralling down. When things start going wrong, you go down. You can reduce your stress by resting. Also in the, uh, the booklet is uh, rules for hiring mercenaries, space travel and hyperspace and spaceship design and again this is done with the flowchart system so you can design your own spaceship really is uh, very clever there's rules for ship combat and XP and at the back there are a number of flowcharts uh, which uh, explain how the game works and all in all it packs an awful lot into 44 pages <laughs> scope for gaming on, the, on, the, on the, a ship that's become lost in space around a dead planet so a big thumbs up for Mothership. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. So the next game we're looking at is Xena Dead Zone by Runehammer Games. This game is based on the ICRPG system and is written by Brandish Gilhelm and Al Alex Alvarez. And this came out uh, due, uh, from a actual play they did on the Roll for Effort um, channel when they did an Aliens game. And this is actually two games in one. You can play it using ICRPG, the classic way, and uh, there's a couple of pages of um, how to design a commando using the core ICRPG rules with milestones and all the, good, all the goodness that comes with. And secondly, it comes with its own system which is loosely based on ICRPG and is for fast playing and you play a squad of colonial marines. And this is going to give you a tip of how deadly this game is. Each player starts with three commandos. It's a roll d20 system where you roll a d20, add one of your stats and you're training to beat a target number and the target number starts off at 12 and goes up as you progress further into the scenario. Modifiers are handled by easy or hard. An easy roll gives you a plus three to your roll. If something's hard, things are against you, it's a minus three. So it's nice and simple, target number plus three or minus three. When you're designing your colonial marines, you've got ten points to spend on their training. And their training attributes are pilot, systems, mechanics, weapons and medical. And then you have six points to spend on your resistances, which are fear, dodge and death. And when your character takes four injuries, they're down, six injuries, and they are dead man dead. The rules, the booklet comes with uh, 20 mission objectives, which you can roll for randomly or pick. 
and there are 20 mission escalations which you can actually gain. With this, uh, with the second, with the um, core ICRPG, you're going to require a GM to play. But uh, with the um, board game version, you can all play against the system, and it's got random rolls. And you also, uh, your squad also gets some handy asset which can assist you on your mission. The second uh, game included here is very simple. Um, you roll to hit, and then you roll your damage dice. And the, the, uh, which is between the D4 and a D8, and that is uh, how many Xenos you kill. So, looking at it, you're going to have lots of uh, waves and waves of aliens thundering towards you, and you've got to try and get them before you're killed or um, you're overrun. The game is as PDF only. Um, I believe it was a freebie that uh, Brandish did for his Patreon backers, and he sells it on uh, drive-through as PDF only, and it's only a, a few uh, a few pounds. Uh, what I do like about it, though, that uh, he's included some of his great artwork, and I'm like um, Colin Green. I'm a big fan of Runehammer's uh, art. It's like Sharpie art, and the uh, game comes with a number of standees to represent your marines and your aliens uh, for doors. It's got uh, index cards which you can print out for the locations which gives you a bit of an evocative feel. And when you uh, also buy it uh, you get some uh, virtual tabletop tokens you can use at the table. So uh, for the price of this one this is uh, a big thumbs up for me on this one. We got nukes, we got knives, we got sharp sticks. So representing the OSR corner is Stay Frosty. Another small game based on the originally based on the black hack, but now it's become its own thing. Uh, this is written by Casey Gask. It's a nice little OSR game. Doesn't take it too itself too seriously, uh, and is your generic OSR game. Uh, where he's um, changed it uh, from the black hack, which is roll under your attributes, he's gone for roll over. So to uh, you have four attributes, brains, brawn, dexterity and willpower, and you roll 3d6 four times to get those attributes. Whatever your score, that's your score that you've got to score over whenever you do a roll. Each marine uh, gets a, a military package, uh, which could be something like uh, medical or engineering or infantry. You have a random chance, uh, random roll to determine your rank, which can be private, sergeant, or lieutenant. And your hit points are 1d6 plus 4, and no max HP on first level. You can tell this is going to be a meat grinder. There's some uh, generic armor, which um, reduces your damage points, and then various weapons, uh, pulse rifles, that sort of thing. Range is not measured, it's into regions, you've got hand-to-hand, -hand, close, short range, medium range, long range, and extreme range. It also uses the um, usage dice from the Black Hack, so that whenever you're involved in a firefight, uh, you have an ammo dice, which is one of your either a D4, D6, or D8, and after every firefight you roll it, and if you roll a 1 or 2, your damage is reduced by one die type to the next die down to represent your di diminishing ammunition. And then when you're down to a d4 and you roll a 1 or 2, that's it. Your ammunition has expended. There's rules for vehicles. and You've got the APC Jeep Light Tank and Heavy Tank. 
and the vehicle rules are very simple. For combat, characters roll a dexterity roll, and if they make it, they go before the, the bad guys or the monsters. And on a, a character's turn, PC may move somewhere close and take one of the actions, which is attack, a battle of wills, which is trying to intimidate, uh, focus, so it, uh, for aiming, uh, side powers if you use them, or a skill roll, or use your equipment. The uh, interesting thing is, uh, when the GM's turn, they also use these attributes of the characters, but instead of rolling over, they're rolling under. And I like that uh, way they've uh, flipped it around. To level up, there's leveling up rules in there as well, nice and simple. And then if you want to uh, add side powers, there's uh, rules for side powers, and there's some little cards with the nine spells or nine powers you've got, again, keeping it nice and s simple. And the other end of the book is gives you some advice on how to do the, the missions and some random encounter tables, how to uh, ramp up the danger um, with the uh, PCs and how to increase the tension. At the back of the book is uh, hostiles and you've got your normal bugs and swarms. And again, being OSR, uh, nice and simple stats hit dice, number of attacks, uh, damage from attacks, and melee, and any special abilities. So if you're into OSR, again, great little game this one, highly recommended, it's only a few pounds on, um, for PDF on drive-thru. I say we take off, nuke the site from orbit, it's the only way to be sure. And for my last set of rules, I want to pick a PBTA game or Powered by the Apocalypse game, so I'm going to go a little bit off, uh, little bit off field and go for a play Powered by the Apocalypse game called Offworlders, which is free on drive-through, and it's also available for about ten or twelve pounds as a printed pamphlet. As I said, it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game. If you don't know about Powered by the Apocalypse, basically do you roll two d6, a ten plus is an unqualified success. A 7 to 9 is an excess, but with some sort of complication, and a 6 or less is a failure. You have four attributes, strength, agility, intelligence, and willpower, and they're ranked between minus 1 and 3, and when you use your attributes, you add those to uh, your dice roll. There's also eight skills, and these are kept uh, simple, athletics, culture, manipulation, pilot, science, sneak, survival, tech. And the way the skills work, if you have a skill that applies, you can re-roll one of the dice, but you must accept the second result. So it's a bit like an advantage mechanic, really. Each character starts off with uh, two abilities, and there's a list of abilities that you can pick from. Now, although not specifically aimed at Aliens games, it's a more, more of, a, sort of a hard sci-fi, they can quite easily be used uh, for Aliens genre. And uh, you have four classes, Warrior, Outlaw, Geek, and Psychic. For your attributes, you have a plus two, a plus one, a zero, and a minus one, and you apply those to the four attributes the way you see fit. Each PC starts with 12 plus their strength and agility as your hit points, and then you start with three supply, which is um, an abstract way of uh, having extra gear that you might be carrying as opposed to keeping detailed list of, of equipment. Each character starts with three credits and a light weapon, and then they have a choice of either an additional seven credits or some light armor and a second weapon of any type. And that's it really for the character creation. 
So everything that's done in the um, game is with a 2d6 and when a character reaches zero health they're out of action. These weapons and uh, equipment is kept very very simple. You've got generic weapons and uh, generic equipment and you have these three supply which you can spend at any time for common items. So if you're in a situation where you need a 50 foot of cable then you could uh, spend on your supply to say you have it with you. The rule book gives you rules for creating your own ship and how to upgrade the ship. There's character advancement and then there's some GM rules. Play to find out what happens, portray a dangerous and exciting sci-fi universe. So these rules are more freeform. There's also rules for um, doing a job and uh, this will be your type of games like your Firefly games. And then at the back of the book there's some inspirational tables to get you going. So this is a really bare bones game but uh, I think it'll be good for a, for a pickup game or, or a session and if you're the sort of uh, GM that likes thinking on the fly. So there are my suggestions for playing some alien type games. Uh, you've got a, a nice selection there to choose from. Uh, go and take a look at them see what takes your boat. Or you can just wait for the aliens RPG to come out later this year if you've uh, pre-ordered. You've already got your hands on the cinematic play start version. So uh, that's it for now. I will leave a link in the show notes to all of the games uh, and I think as I've mentioned in the podcast. So that's it. Game over man. Game over. <laughs>